It is great to see everybody here today, and uh, we are continuing this morning our, our series on soul care. And how many of you were in sixth grade once? You remember being in sixth grade? Did they have that? Okay, they had that back in your day. All right. Uh, You know, when you're in sixth grade, it's summer, you know, you're having a good time and everything, you're looking for things to do and get yourself in trouble, right? Sixth grade boy I was, and and I was riding my bike, and I was supposed to be riding my bike, not doing anything else, but I I went and was riding my bike, and uh, for some reason in Johnstown, at at, at the elementary, Oregon Elementary School, they separated the, the elementary school from the ball fields with uh, a real thick chicken wire. Uh, I have no clue what they were thinking, right? So there's this, it, it separates a whole thing, and one of the pieces fell. And so it was ramped. Everybody say ramped, sixth grade, right? It's a ramp. It had a big sign on it, do not play on this. And so I'm riding my bike and there's a bunch of kids running up it seeing who can get the highest and I'm like I think I can do this. Now mind you, I was a husky kid. Remember huskies? We did we didn't call us fat or chubby. We were huskies. Like that would make us feel better. So I'm a husky kid. I have no business running up a ramp. And, but I, I decide I'm going to do this thing. What am I supposed to be doing? I'm supposed to be riding my bike. And so I run up this ramp and I get all the way to the top. I won, but I slipped. <laughs> and my arm landed on the fence and it felt like somebody pinched me real fine. You know, when somebody, you can do this to your neighbor if you want to, a real fine piece of skin and they pinch and ouch, and then it goes away. So, so I, uh, I, I walked away from it and this guy comes up to me, takes one look at me and throws up all over the place. Now I was kind of used to that occasionally. I've had that happen more than once, but I look where he was looking and half of my arm is hanging down and I fell to the ground, I passed out, and that guy thought it would be a good idea to put his sweaty sweatshirt over it to keep it all together. Well, they put me in the emergency squad and took me to Columbus Children's back in the day. It wasn't what it is today. It was so really a little hospital back then. And they got me in and they, they had bandaged it up in the emergency squad. And, and so I got in there. They didn't believe that it was much of an injury. So the nurse ripped it off. And uh, she's deaf in one ear now because of that. I just... It was awful, and as soon as she saw it, she's like, we got to get you back. So they took me back, and the doctor takes a look at it. He goes, I've never said to anybody, any kid before, it's a good thing you're husky. But it's a good thing you're husky because you would have lost your arm. So there are benefits to being fluffy. And so he goes, here's the bad news. What we're going to have to do, I'm going to have to rub 
the numbing cream on the injury to get it all numb because there's so much of it. And it's going to take about 150 stitches to put everything back together. And so there was a poor resident standing at the foot of the bed and they weren't holding me down. And the first time they touched that, I just, my body jolted and I broke the nose of that resident. And so they brought a couple guys in to hold me down and they said... They said something like this. It wasn't exactly, uh, but they said something like this. They said, look, the doctor said, look, if you can't submit to me as your doctor, I can't fix your arm and you're going to lose it. You've got to make a choice here. You've got to make a choice. I made my choice. I still have my arm. Let's pray. Father, we're going to talk about a difficult subject today. And while we we desire to extend the grace in our lives, we we just desire that so much, Lord. We know that some of these soul care items are hard for us, and they go against our hardwiring. Holy Spirit, we need you to remold us and make us. And so we pray for that this morning as we look into your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. So we are on this series, summer series called Soul Care, and we're in week three of Soul Care. And we've talked about simplifying our lives and bringing solitude in our lives. Did anybody practice that this week? Awesome, a couple of you did. And, and so what we want to make clear in this series is, is we're not giving you a bunch of rules. We're showing you things that can extend God's grace in your life. Who wants more of God's grace in your life? So who is this for? Those of you who are beginning a new relationship with Jesus and you're just trying to figure some things out. It's also for you who who think you got it figured out, but you just want more. Anybody want more? And this is also for you if it's gone dry. If you're kind of looking at your relationship with God and saying, man, it's got to be more than this. Whoever you are this morning, what we want you to understand that, that, that God cares about your soul and wants to extend His grace to you. And this morning, we're talking about submission. Everybody say submission. Submission. Oh, that's a popular word. Let me show you how popular it is. Let's look at a definition and read that together. The top one, number one. The action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or the will or authority of another person. Who wants to do that? You know, who wants to do that? I don't, I don't like doing that. I'm not wired that way. And God, God showed me a special place in the book of Joshua several, several years ago that has spoken to me in a, in a pretty big way on this issue of submission. And so we're going to be looking at three verses in Joshua chapter 5. Now, if you don't know anything about Joshua, let me give you a a kind of a breakdown. How many of you have heard of Moses? Right? Moses did all the cool stuff, right? Ten Commandments and parting the Red Sea, manna from the sky, all kinds of good stuff. Well, he dies. Joshua's picked to follow him, right? 
and to lead Israel into the promised land. That's who we're dealing with. Now, Joshua is getting ready to lead his people to an area called Jericho, a city-state, where they have to get past it to claim the promised land. Now, you might not initially remember Jericho, but you might have learned a song when you were a kid. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, and the walls come a-tumbling down. Well, you can... Okay, that's... A, we'll, we'll stop there. We'll stop there. Thank you for singing with me. You didn't do quite as well as you did for Tom, but you at least joined me a little bit there. So this is Joshua. It's getting ready for battle. And we enter into Joshua chapter 5. And we we see in this story a story of submission. And what we got to talk about as we look at this is the reason for submission. The reason that we put this in the list of soul care. So in Joshua 5.13, now if you want to find that in your Bibles... At the beginning of your Bible, there is a thing called the index. I recommend you look there if you're not sure where to find, and it will tell you the page to go to and just find chapter 5. The reason for submission, John 5.13. I'm reading from the NIV, 84. Now, when Joshua was near Jericho, see, I told you, Jericho is involved here. He looked up and he saw a man standing in front of him. With a drawn sword in his hand. So this is, this is a dangerous thing, but it's also a cool thing, because if you read it in context, that this, this person with the sword doesn't suddenly transform. This person with the sword is the angel of the Lord. So it, it would have looked to him like the angel of the Lord. It you, you, how many of you have seen the angel of the Lord face to face? You'd be like, whoa, what is going on? But look at his response. He looked up and he saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him. You know, what I want you to see here, Joshua, I followed Moses. Joshua, I'm the leader of Israel. Joshua, I've got the Holy Spirit. I can do this thing. Right? He comes up to this guy, the angel of the Lord. Tell your angel of the Lord. Are you for us or for our enemies? Are you on my side or their side? You you see that he should have fell on his face as soon as he saw this angel. But there is a spirit of rebellion here. This spirit of rebellion that all of us possess where we say, I want to be the God of my life. I want everybody to answer to me. I want to be in charge. Or maybe that's not you. Now, who does this sound like? Does this sound like Jesus? Or does it sound like Lucifer? In Isaiah 14, 12 through 15, we hear this about Lucifer. How you have fallen from heaven. What, what, word, what word was that? Fallen. How you have fallen from heaven, O morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth. You who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend. Everybody say ascend. I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above. Say above. 
Now get this, Lucifer, I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will be more than God. I will sit enthroned on the Mount of Assembly, on the utmost heights of the sacred mountain. I will ascend. Everybody say ascend. No, you got to say it like, ascend. There we go. Get that spirit of rebellion really working. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. What happens when we live a life of rebellion with this rebellious spirit? Verse 13, but you are brought down to the grave, to the depths of the pit. You see, we have the spirit of rebellion and the, the answer to it is bringing in a submissive spirit into our lives. But let's, let's just look at this. Let's look at the problem we mostly have with submission. In Joshua 5.14a, I love this answer. Angel of the Lord standing there. Joshua says, are you with us or against us? And the angel of the Lord says, neither. Neither. Neither are you replied, but the commander of the army of the Lord, I have come now. And for a moment, Joshua stands there to decide what he's going to do. See, we all have this moment where we say, I don't know if I can submit to that. I don't know that I can submit to God. Even though James 4, 7 says, submit your lives to God. Submit and resist the devil and flee from him. It says right there in the Bible that we're to submit to God. But, but for some of you this morning, even, even thinking about submitting to God makes you angry because you're angry at God. You don't like how your life is turned out. You don't like where you are. You don't like the things that have happened. You have looked at God and said, are you on my side or their side? Rather than looking at him and saying, I want to be on the Lord's side. For some of you, it's not God, it's others. Some of you liked solitude last week. <laughs> I don't have to be around anybody else. You know, where there are people, there are problems. Where there are no people, the only problem is me. Others. Some of you are thinking of others. Ephesians 5.21, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. You know what? There are so many church splits because people don't want to submit to one another. They want to be right. You know, I know churches that, that have lost significant peoples, peoples, uh, significant people because of the color of the carpet. Well, I don't like whatever color this is. I like that color. How many times do people get mad at each other because they simply won't Submit, brother and sister in Christ, we are called to submit to one another, but you've had one of those one another's hurt you. And you refuse to practice submission. For some of you, it's a spouse. It might be a previous spouse or a current one or, or one you have imagined. Ephesians 5.33. Come on, that was funny, wasn't it? 
However, each one of you all must love. Everybody say love. Love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. Now, I know this is an issue because I've done premarital counseling. And uh, back when I was really young, I was 23, was not married, and I was doing my first premarital counseling, and I knew nothing about marriage. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and this couple comes in. I'm not going to give away the sexes, all right? It was a man and a woman, though. I will give that away. And, and one of them comes in. But I, I just simply say, do you have any questions before we start? And one of the people said, I will not submit to anyone. I don't want submit or obey or anything in my wedding vows. Do you have that clear? And I looked at the other one and I said, Ron. not too late (laughs) but what i want you to see there is this mutual submission in marital relationship men what are we supposed to do love love like jesus women what what are you supposed to do i almost said we what are you supposed to do what are you respect well i'm not going to respect him but till he loves me and how many guys say i will not love her till she respects me that's not mutual submission. That's somebody's trying to win. And, and what I want, want you to hear, relationally, men, if you want her to respect you, love her like Jesus. Women, if you want them to love you like Jesus, respect them. May the most spiritual person do that first. Spouse. Parents. How many are you is one? We got some parents in here. So Ephesians 6, 1. Children, obey your parents and the Lord for the... And some of you... Now I'm, I'm hitting on the heart for some of you. Did you know it's Father's Day? And some of you are sitting there, and this is a tense day for you, because because you you had a you had a bad father. You had a father that abandoned you. You had a father that abused you. You had a father that neglected you, and 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 you just you can't submit because you start thinking about that father. And what I what I got to tell you is. Take your eyes off your earthly father if they've disappointed you or broken you and put your eyes on our heavenly father. Bosses and teachers. Some of you can think of some bosses and teachers right now. I'd like to give them theirs. I can't wait to graduate. Did anybody say this? I can't wait to graduate so I can tell that principal, I can tell that teacher exactly what I thought of them. The message is uh, a paraphrase. And I like how it translates Ephesians 6, 5. Servants, raise your hand. Servants, respectfully obey your earthly master's but always with an eye to obeying the real Master Christ. 
Man, oh man, I wish somebody would have told me that. I would have had such better relationships with my coaches. Then the last one is leaders. Leaders. We're to submit to our leaders. 1 Peter 2.13, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every. Come on now. Come on now. Every authority instituted among men, whether to the king as the supreme authority. Now notice it doesn't say, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to your political party that you have allegiance to. What's the word? Some of you are struggling with submission. In this area, you're going, oh no, Lord Jesus. But what I want you to understand is you go through that and if they tingled in your heart, I want you to, I, I want you to get this. The more I exhibit a spirit of rebellion in these areas, the more the spirit of rebellion takes over my life. And what I miss out on is the peace of Jesus. The peace of Jesus. So, let's talk about the how of submission. How do, how do I do this? Well, look at Joshua. Joshua 5, 14b. The, the angel says, neither. <laughs> what are you going to do now, Joshua? Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him. Now, this is kind of cool. This is extra. This is kind of cool. An angel would never let themselves be worshipped. So who is this? Scholars say this is the pre-incarnate Jesus. What is the pre-incarnate? This is Jesus before the New Testament. This is Jesus showing up. This is Jesus showing up. Are you there? This is Jesus showing up. And he has a choice. And he bows down. I don't care if I'm Joshua. I don't care if I followed Moses. I don't care. I don't care if I've conquered people. I am going to worship God. I am going to submit myself fully. Now, the first thing I want you to see in the how of uh, submission, and this is something, church, that some churches miss, and maybe you were a part of a church at some point that missed this. Submission, I want to say this very slowly. Repeat after me. Submission Submission is is voluntary. voluntary. You submit to me, woman. I could say that to my wife. Then I could sleep in the garage. It's voluntary. Let's try that again. It's voluntary. See, some of you, your attention is, he's telling me to submit. No. I'm telling you, if you want to to bring more of God's grace into your life, make submission be part of your life, but you get to decide if you do that or not. Luke 22, 42, Jesus said, If you are willing, take this cup from me. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, but not my will, 
but yours be done. That's voluntary. The second thing I want you to, to, to get with this idea of submission, it requires a mindset of being last. But I like to be first. I like to win. Great. Ultimately, you might lose because of that. Matthew 19, 30, Jesus said, But many who are first will be last. And many who are last will be first. We don't like being last. Isn't part of the American dream is getting ahead of somebody else? Don't be like the Joneses. Be better than the Joneses. You know, I know this is a difficult thing for me. Sorry, Joneses. Uh, A difficult thing for me. I just want to admit this. I'm a fellow traveler. And uh, my, my son Jonathan was in Cincinnati Hospital uh, several years ago. And he, he was having severe head, headaches and was getting all kinds of things done to him. And I, I went down to visit him at the hospital. And, uh, and I, I said, are you up to go into the, the game room? We, we, can, we can play some video games. And he... And he I mean, he wasn't real excited, but he said, yeah, we can go do that. And so we start playing 2K basketball, and I'm killing him. I mean, I'm just, he's got wires out of him. He's drugged for medicine. I'm beating him, and I win. I win. My wife goes, really? Really? See, I, I don't like being last. I like to be first, but if I'm going to let God's grace extend into my life, I got to be willing to be last. I, I got to be willing to say, I'm going to give give my wife this. I don't have to get my way. I'm going to give my kid this. I'm going to give my boss this. I, I don't have to. And I'm going to get excited because this person got the promotion that I I was wanting. I am not going to let a spirit of rebellion come into my life i'm 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 willing to be last in everything if it helps me experience more of jesus then this is i i said i was going to talk about silence jokingly but it requires silence see you you can you cannot you cannot practice submission without practicing silence see we are a comeback world we are a facebook anti-social group of people who we love to put our comments on other people's comments we want the last word and if they disagree with us we want to tell them why they're wrong am i wrong just watch the news we we are and, and see uh when i am starting to practice this thing called submission in my life it means I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. I'm just going to be silent. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. You know, in Ecclesiastes, we are told there is a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak. If in doubt, keep silent. Let's... I don't usually quote movies uh, and put the quote in, uh, in the outline, but there is a great quote by Thumper's mom. 
and Bambi. And, and most, maybe you didn't realize this, this is actually his father's advice, which kind of works on Father's Day, right? Multiple levels. Watch this clip. He doesn't walk very good, does he? Thumper? Yes, Mama. What did your father tell you this morning? If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. So, we've been talking about the benefits of these three soul care items. So let's talk about the benefit of submission. Joshua 5.15. So he sees, he sees Jesus. He finds out that he has to choose to be on Jesus' side. He bows down to him. And then we get the because. The reason why we submit. The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. What's the benefit? I become more like Jesus. I walk into His holiness. I walk into His grace. If you don't believe it, Philippians 2, 1-9 declares what Jesus was like. And, And for those of you who like these type of things, a lot of scholars believe this is one of the oldest pieces of Scripture. That this might have been the first hymn sung by the church. And then isn't it appropriate that the, one of the first hymns was about Jesus? If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded. Everybody say like-minded having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better. Go, go back for a moment. Think. Remember that list? Consider. You got a name? You got a name? You want to say it out loud? Consider better than yourselves. Each of you should not only look to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude, everybody say attitude, Attitude. should be the same as Lucifer. No? What? Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing. Everybody say nothing. Taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. See, the more I practice a lifestyle of submission, the more I become like Jesus. And then, the more people see Jesus in me. Isn't that what we want? Isn't that why we're here? So people see Jesus in me? 
So they have the opportunity to know the same Jesus as I do. Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. But Christ lives in me. Say it, but Christ lives in me. And see, when those things start to happen, what you'll experience is a peace in your life. That spirit of rebellion will remove itself from your life. And a spirit of peace will invade your life. This morning, I want to invite you. If if a name appeared in your mind or on your heart, I could never submit to that. I am, I'm angry at that person, or I have heart, hate in my heart. What I, what I would ask is, any of the prayer team members, you're welcome to come up. I would ask you to go to one of our prayer team members and just ask them to pray for you. That, that, uh, that you can forgive. And that you can take away that, that spirit of rebellion. And for some of you, you've not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior yet. And you're kind of thinking about this, and, and it begins with submitting your life to Jesus, accepting Him as your Lord and Savior. And if you would like to do that today, you can come up and, and speak to me or Pastor Tom, and we, we will link you with somebody who can talk to you more about how to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. For some of you this morning, you just want, you just want to worship Him. You want to be like Joshua and just worship him and submit your life fully to him. I would invite you to come up here. We call, if you're new here, uh, we kind of call this area the place where the river of grace flows. There's something holy about this space. I would invite you to just submit your life to him. Just worship him. Just cry out to him. However Jesus is calling you today. I call you to respond. Amen?